Thaddeus Ellenberg presents Casual Friday. Written and read by Thaddeus Ellenberg. A trip to wine country. With the California harvest in full swing, wine enthusiasts from across the country are staggering in droves to take in the North Coast's bubbly local color, as well as, and more importantly, to sample and shell out top dollar for bottle after bottle produced from the area's premier grapes. Whether it's a lively, interactive experience you're after, bouncing from earthy and awkward crush parties to a spirited hazing of the vine in a celebrated late-season ritual, each with wood-fired pizzas and an attractive non-member attendance fee, or a more laid-back approach, taking in a sunset vista with a single gratis glass of a spicy Cabernet Franc and a wedge of moldy brie, calmly nursing a sunburn or frostbite while showing off elegant toe jewelry, This vast and world-famous appellation provides a plethora of tasty and shameless excursions, the kind made sadder with sun hats. And with notable wineries peppered throughout a number of distinct regions, masterfully utilizing the area's cool, unrivaled climate and complex soil system, the selections on offer seem limitless. Beyond the top-label, award-winning Cabernets and leading Chardonnays churned out by the Northern California Giants, visitors looking for that perfect wine country destination will find a surprising host of lesser-known wineries and sub-appellations, each offering their own unique aesthetic and specialized brand of winemaking. From the application of traditional to modern techniques, the following is a selection of five rising names in the world of North Coast wineries. Rascal Ford Vineyards. Nestled in the moist and fertile valley of the Santa Martin wine region, Rascal Ford Vineyards is an innovator in the field of biodynamic winemaking and holistic farming. Winners of the 2012 Santa Martin Sustainable Winery of the Year, presented by the Rhode Island International Wine and Spirits Competition, Rascal Ford employs an approach to viniculture advertised as a harmonious wholeness to the process. Founded by Emile Rascalford, a central figure in the development of the Santa Martin wine region in the early 1970s, as well as a great adorer of late 19th century European flair, rouge velvet and clawfoot furniture, which embellishes his vineyards and production areas, Rascalford characterizes their brand as refined nature. The eccentric and notably theatrical winemaker's knowledge of the land dates back to the area's original winery, established by Jules Valentine Martin in 1874. Rascal Ford worked for Martin as the plant senior mice extractor for nearly three decades. There, he was given a screened ladle and a second-hand master's degree in 
organic cultivation and harvesting. He adopted and nurtured a love and reverence for Martin's legendary farming techniques and soil-to-glass process, a systematic approach which led Rascoford Vineyards to their award-winning 2010 Pink Petal Rosé, which is portrayed as having a dry, full-moon taste with ash and a hint of magic. Fascinatingly, produced from Pinot Noir grapes yielded in rich limestone, covered during the day and cultivated at night by moisture and moonlight. Emile was a driven and outlandish young winemaker from the Martin School who ignited a modern love affair with an old tradition when he established his own winery in 1973. Maintaining his conviction that ripening grapes soak up every element of their environment, Rascal Ford installed loudspeakers across 60 acres of vineyards to serenade the grapes continually. Their 2015 Sauvignon Blanc, Franz Waxabelle, Piano Concerto in D minor was given a double gold award at the highly coveted Catalina Wine Awards and Dolphin Show, and is characterized as a light and flowery gooseberry white with nimble notes of feathery octaves. Another double gold recipient was their late harvest holiday dessert wine, the 2016 clove port style Kozlovsky's March of the Gingerbread Men, presented at the annual Mount Clare Wine Merchants Festival, which Rascal Ford calls a festive red with plum and peppermint notes, accented with a blend of silver and gold flakes, complemented by chocolate, hearty fruit pies, or a mint and ginger salt lick stick during a gay winter stroll through the stark winter vineyards. Additionally, in other highly rated varieties, Rascal Ford's viticulturalist screen foreign films for the grapes on Friday nights during the summer. This process allows the romance, philosophies, and democratic innovation of the old world to bleed into the grapes. The culture is conveyed through the skin and absorbed by the seeds, the soul of the fruit. Rascoford describes their 2016 Italian neo-realism Cabernet Sauvignon series as a casual exchange expressed with passion, tobacco, and flights of post-war poverty. In another of their myriad of revolutionary methods, Rascal Ford Vineyards employs wine fornicators to stimulate the grapes. The presence of unsimulated and inspired lovemaking by two individuals of alternating genders, depending on the desired variety of the wine, provides the grapes with increased levels of scientifically measured sensuality. During the springtime bud break, visitors to Rascal Ford Vineyards are invited to attend the winery's highly anticipated consummation celebration, a formal open-air gala featuring special guest fornicators from San Francisco's famous Shalowitz Brothers Theater, as well as a number of their distinguished plow mules. Copperberry Estates Those seeking a more atmospheric experience look no further than Copperberry Estates, set against the spectacular Red River Hills and neighboring the dry Manicino Reservoir. Part of the thriving San Lobos Valley wine region, connected by a network of wine trains with classy period dining cars and simulated privilege, Copperberry Estates offers visitors a tranquil gastro approach to tasting. The successful keep-their-mouths-full philosophy developed by Copperberry CEO Cal Christie, a former amusement parks magnate and owner of the Pittsburgh Possums, as well as a national pecan brand, 
places particular importance on spectacle, congested serenity, and sensory overload. A large, Tuscany-inspired winery of tile and terracotta, with brightly colored frescoes and indoor fountains, Copperberry Estates arrests its visitors' senses with loot players and an impressive afternoon cheese cart. Shops on either side of the Valletta tasting room allow visitors the opportunity to purchase Copperberry wine glasses and logo golf balls, as well as novelty t-shirts and refrigerator magnets with kitschy wine puns and self-help numbers. An open-air tram takes visitors on a 10-minute tour of the famous Copperberry vineyards from a 60-mile-an-hour vantage point along the new Mayor Anna Ramirez Chardonnay Scenic Highway. Recipients of the 2013 Top Honor Riesling at the esteemed Washington Lakes Wine Competition, Copperberry Estates specializes in sweet and sparkling white wines that are fruit-centered, with fresh levels of acidity, added sugar, and served with a shot of insulin. Their approach to winemaking is more relaxed and encompasses both old and new techniques, old in presentation and new in execution. That is to say, visitors will find vintage wood barrels littering the winery and cellar, where they're given a guided audio tour while following a path of purple-painted grapes on the floor. Even though Copperberry Estates processes and ages their white wines in modern-day stainless steel tanks at an off-site plant restricted to the public, as well as the TTB and FDA. In 2017, after purchasing a large land plot north of the winery, owner Cal Christie announced plans for a massive 100-acre Copperberry Estates theme park scheduled to open in 2024. The park will consist of sections including Pinot Grigio Point, Vino Land, and Chianti Corner, and will be modeled after different regions in Italy, complete with accurate topography five-star restaurants, and authentic racial stereotypes. Jessup Farms Ninety minutes outside Sacramento, the area of Marion Rock may not be the most widely known wine region in the North Coast, or even the most populated. But those that manage to make their way up to the higher, elevated, more inland sub-appellation will find the quaint getaway of Jessup Farms providers of arguably the most faithful and attentive winery experience available in the country. A small family-owned operation dedicated to wine education through a more hands-on approach, Jessup Farms places visitors right in the middle of the action by enrolling them in a multitude of fun and captivating activities, from picking and crushing to the lab and bottling. Proud winners of the 2014 Shiraz Winery of the Year, by the New York-based International Wine and Spirit Challenge, produced from a single varietal after the grape was introduced to the warmer, mountainous area in a partnership with Espresso Buds Winery outside Portland, the Jessup family opened their gates to the public in 1989. Built by the sweat of their brows, Zachariah Jessup and his wife Annabelle took a page from what they call simpler times when implementing the charmingly antiquated principles of their award-winning winery and inn. For the full experience, visitors are encouraged to begin with Jessup Farm's educational harvesting workshop. Here, guests will begin work at 2 a.m., hand-picking grapes one at a time. Giant spotlights allow visitors to see in the dark 
while at the same time illuminating any layabouts or deserters. For those that do wander off, an armed associate of Jessup Farms will escort them back to the fields. Next, after the sun rises majestically over the Paluma Mountains, it's off to the stomp and destemming area. Guests are given a brief, energetic crash course in crushing grapes with their feet, usually presented in a foreign language and with a heightened level of urgency, as time and production are of the essence in this crucial process. Guests not wanting to participate or found taking unapproved rest will be asked to wait inside the rustically delightful summer room, a spaciously cozy metal closet situated in a field by the main house. After the crush, the fermentation process begins and typically arrives with the first spouts about dehydration from the more casual winery goers. At this time, guests are given their first of two full ladles of water and are urged to share with the livestock to aid in the drought and help overhead costs. Then it's on to the aging process where the wine is placed into specially crafted French oak barrels infused with light and dark toast for four to eight years. Members of the Jessup Farms Platinum membership are invited to stay on the property in multi-family quarters during the duration, where they'll work at the winery and receive a version of a wage. Finally, visitors will rack, filter, and bottle the wine in a process overseen by Daddy Jessup and Mother Annabelle, giving them an opportunity to mingle with the guests and keep an eye on their product. During this culmination of years of meticulous attention to detail and grueling labor, visitors are asked to disrobe to their underwear to prevent contamination and the use of concealed bladders taped to their legs. Unfortunately, this is a non-negotiable policy and failure to comply will result in early termination from the course and any outstanding debt or holiday plans. And as a magical day comes to a close, guests are required to submit to a breathtaking sunset roundup by ice. Detainees will be treated to a full, complimentary, and shockingly thorough physical exam with transportation included. Bircham Street Cellars Set within the city of Sutton's charming old district, in an industrial building built with bricks from the Great Sutton Fire of 1919, Bircham Street Cellars is an urban winery that fuses the fragrance of fermenting grapes with car exhaust, while offering a delicate play of neighboring construction and the full-bodied taste from waste management trucks twirling atop your tongue. Housed in a former sewing machine factory and infamous speakeasy called Chubby's, frequented by silent film stars Percy Quinn and Sterling Howard, as well as the influential Lost Generation author Dorothy Beckert, Bircham Street Cellars offers something most urban wineries don't. It combines the phenomenon of a contemporary city winery with the traditional countryside vineyard winery and is divided into two structures connected by the Bircham Street Cellars Skyway, the Metropolis and the Hamlet. The Metropolis side of Bircham Street employs the latest technological advances in winemaking, along with minimalistic, organic, and molecular gastronomical methods, particularly with their champion ice wine and pinot vapors. While the hamlet applies a more conventional, rural approach to processing wine and does so in a tongue-in-cheek fashion. Amidst Sutton's lively old textile hub, now a campus adjacent 
drag of nighttime bars, hookah lounges, and an air of desperation and tortilla chips. The hamlet half of Bertram Street Cellars manufactures wine the old way, sarcastically, enhancing the bit with dirt floors, indoor trees, and living walls of succulents and archaic farming tools. The viticulturalists wear hip field clothes and spell their names traditionally for an added touch of heritage. While back at the metropolis, they use cutting-edge science to engineer a style of winemaking they describe as chemical artistry and super different. In addition to both ironic and all but conventional bottled wines, Bertram Street Cellars boast their signature transglutinized wine pops, comprised of flash-frozen grapes using liquid nitrogen, encased in a floral, caramelized gel with rock candy sticks, which took first place in 2017 at the Newport Adult Convectionary Competition. Furthermore, their line of wine-infused vape flavors offer consumers a classless alternative to their red and white favorites. Moreover, visitors seeking an experience within an experience can take in the independently operated micro-BS cellars located inside the metropolis. This micro-winery affiliate uses grapes sourced from Bircham Street Cellars through a rental agreement including intellectual property and the initials BS, making the entire Bircham Street Cellars operation a millennial meta-mecca, trademarked. The Viniculture Institute of America just north of the Los Remos Wildlife Reserve in the St. Sebastian wine region, destination seekers will find the prestigious Viniculture Institute of America, the country's leading educator in grape cultivation for winemaking. The Institute's alumni include acclaimed Amish vintner Thax Baylor, who, going against the abstinent ways of the old order, founded the Pennsylvania-set Laurel Ford Winery and Vineyards Inn with wedding venue and barn raising. Jillian Smith, the self-proclaimed San Diego queen of Zinfandel, graduated from the world-renowned institute in 08 before her South Coast winery, Bernasino Oaks, received a platinum award for their semi-sweet-to-sweet 2014 White Zinfandel at the National Women's Club Wine Challenge as well as a gold medal at the 2014 Gated Community Tea Party March and Cakewalk. The obvious pride of the Institute, the now iconic trend-setting Sawa twins, injected their expertise in North Coast education into the Japanese hills of Hazu in 1993 when they built the Resort Palace Hotel Winery and Clothing Factory Outlet. Cheryl and Keo Sawa, revolutionized the industry with their rubber-made designer wine bottle and wine glass koozies and a celebrated partnership with Suzuka Tires. Established in 1936 as the Placer Vintner Institute by mining tycoon and wine aficionado, as well as a staunch gluttony advocator, Cyrus Theodore Bloom, the school's vineyards and surrounding structures date back to the 1820s when they were founded as a Spanish mission by Father Pedro Ortega. Sitting at the side of the California birthplace for blessing grapes, the Viniculture Institute of America, as it came to be known in 1950, like the monks and priests of its predecessor, the students take a vow of silence, a tradition steeped in the sacred soil for nearly 200 years. 
They're also required to disown any worldly possessions and inheritances, after tuition, which is required in full before orientation. Student celibacy is asked of but not enforced, given the continual flow of wine, although it must be silent and free of mutual climax as stated under the old and new Catholic law. As part of their training, students of the Institute cultivate grapes and produce wine varieties for sale under the school's illustrious and award-winning label. Visitors to the winery are invited to sample the students' creations and partake in the college's three-star restaurant with meal plan and hot bar, as well as daily pairing presentations. From patties and nuggets to sticks and loaves, the Institute's knowledgeable students match their acclaimed seven varietal blends, hyper-grapes, and mega-wines with the perfect mouth-watering morsels. Guests are well advised to stop by the school's store to pick up a copy of the Institute's best-selling coffee table book, highlighting the college's origins, its contributions to the industry, and most importantly, love letters to its wealthiest donors. A substantial portion of the proceeds goes to benefit the pockets of the Institute's board members with the greatest sway and highest number of votes. This has been a production of Thaddeus Ellenberg's Casual Friday. Written and read by Thaddeus Ellenberg. With an introduction by Nicole Kalasich and artwork by Adrian Lobel. This series is independently produced by Thaddeus Ellenberg and Will Scovel. To find more episodes and information, visit our website at tecasualfriday.com or email us at contact.casualfriday at gmail.com.